Yes, land lovers. This here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. Now, this here be the main show episode where we give our further thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we watched last Sunday. Now, if you called in or emailed in, you might be hearing your thoughts in the podcast. So keep a ruddy eye out for it. And now, let's take a closer look at all the Once Upon a Time treasure we found. Here is Captain and First Mate of the Once Upon a Time podcast. And now, Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Si, senor. No ghosts allowed. No. No, we don't want any ghosts. No spirits that spin. Sorry, having some microphone issues all of a sudden. I hear that. So welcome everyone oh, we to welcome everyone to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. And we will be discussing bleeding through. <laughs> wow, that was <laughs> one of the scariest Once Upon a Time episodes next to the tower. <laughs> this was scary. Mm. It had ghosts and things. Really? Because and... I wasn't scared by it. Wow. Well, you're braver than I am. And I'm a very big chicken when it comes to things like that. I really am. I get that. I will wholeheartedly admit that. Yes. So I didn't... The scary factor wasn't there for me. There was other factors there for me, but not scary. This is podcast episode 222, and the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 222, which harkens back to the old room 222. I was actually thinking that exact thing, and that just shows how old we are. We have created a lot of episodes. Yeah, we have, actually. Lots and lots. Pretty cool. So, first off, we will get to some of this. Hi, it's time for some Once Upon a Time news. Well, after WonderCon... Mm-hmm. It would appear that Josh and Jenny had a lot of shows they had to appear on. They did do a number of guest appearances. Well, at least I know of two. Yes. And Josh appeared on the Queen Latifah talk yes. show. Yes. I saw the clip of that, actually. All right. And it was fun. I, I am including a link to the clip we're going to play right now. And so this is a very nice little story yeah so here we go you're also gonna be a daddy yes mama's pregnant yeah we decided just to do it all you know all the biggest moments in life let's just get it all done in one month you know, let's get it done and over with yeah that's pretty cool yeah how's it how are you getting prepared for it uh today so- this morning i had a really you know i had a big daddy moment this morning i put in the car seat in the car so that was a big big moment Took pictures, the whole deal. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And you practiced. Pra- well, I, pra- I practiced with you know the baby carriers, the you know the baby Bjorns. You know, I practiced. I put that on. I put a stuffed animal. We have the stuffed raccoon, and we put that in there. So yeah. 
<laughs> I want a picture of you in the raccoon. Yeah, all right. Okay. I'll send it in. Now, here is a bit of a, a tie-in to that, is that the there is was a clip out on YouTube where uh, Jennifer Goodwin was on David Letterman, mm-hmm. and she talked about buying a house mm-hmm. in the... L.A. or... Vancouver no, uh, in, in the Southern... Oh. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, she's not going to say it was on Fifth Street. Now, no, no, but I, anyway. I, that's not what I meant. She said that there were raccoons yeah. living in the property. Yes. And that she didn't want to hurt the raccoons. And so it was kind of funny that he mentioned the stuff raccoon. Oh, yeah. And so I think maybe she, you know, still kind of has an affinity for the raccoons. Yes. We've actually so, seen them in our neighborhood. Oh well, yeah, they, a long they, time ago, but yeah, they live all over. Yes. Now we're going to play a clip on uh, when Jenny was on uh, Jamie uh, when Jennifer was on Jimmy Kimmel. She told a story about the wedding. Yes. And I'm going to play that clip here. We may or may not have an ad. I'm not sure. I'm hoping not. Okay. But if so, I will edit it out. But I do want to thank Marilyn for sending in an email with this clip and kind of pointing me in the direction of this. So thank you so much, Thanks. Marilyn, for this. And the one note is taking its time. It's not letting me click. And I knew I should have clicked on these before the show. Of course. So it's it's Saturday. It's overcast. I'm just trying to kind of fill some time. First dog ladies down there rustling around on her blanket, and we're still. She's organizing her blanket. Okay. And here so we go. when you have the wedding, is it a religious ceremony or is Yes. It a... uh, we brought out uh, my childhood rabbi who bought mitzvahed me, which is probably not a word, but. Wow. You know, yes. Wow. And uh, he performed the ceremony. You have a private rabbi. I have That's a private, nice. yes. He did the ceremony, and uh, well, I did not know you were Jewish, actually. I'm Jewish. Is, yes. Is Josh Jewish? Woo! We're Jews. Josh Dallas can't be Jewish. <laughs> He is not, but but he will now have a Jewish child. So oh, I see. Now so there will be some Jewish Dallases in the world. That will be the only Jewish Dallas in the <laughs> right? world. And his kid's gonna have is gonna get picked on at school. <laughs> I really am Jewish, but yeah, we actually um, it was like the most stress free. I know this is probably the most annoying thing someone could say. It was especially because I'm eight months pregnant and we had wrapped production a couple of days before. But it was the most stress free, relaxing, like beautiful day. It's good. And we woke up that morning, and the wedding. And we did. We hired a wedding planner to help us because we were in Canada planning this thing. And uh, she called me crying the morning of the wedding. Great, 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 great on the morning of your wedding. Call the bride crying, and she said. My car has been robbed, and I'm going in slow motion. Like, what does this mean? The car has been robbed. What could be in the car that actually would matter? And she's saying, I've been on the phone with people in Israel. And I'm like, all right, it's not the, the rabbi was not kidnapped. <laughs> and she says, I've been, I've sent people to art supply stores. And I'm like, well, my dress can't, I mean, if my dress was stolen, I could just bring like a sheet or something. Like, we'll be fine. And she says, your ketubah is missing. And the ketubah is a Jewish wedding contract. And you, you have them made by artists and they're all in Hebrew. Oh. And it's the religious, it's your religious contract. Okay. 
And uh, she says it's stolen. And I said, well, get Who off the phone. Who would steal it? A, who cares about our like, our wedding contract? Uh-huh. Um, that's a big, I guess, a big like Twitter pick or something. Uh-huh. And so she ended up, I said, get off the phone with the, the folks from Israel. Rabbi's at a hotel. He's got, ho- like, I'm sure there's stationery there. We'll be fine. Uh-huh. Like, this is not a big deal. By the time we get off the phone, I have messages from my representatives who say, this sounds like a joke. Two Jews were walking down the street <laughs> in Hollywood, found a piece of paper in the middle of the street, read Hebrew, knew that like the 13th of Nisan was the 12th of April, and that it therefore might be important that we get this piece of paper back with my name on it, like Googled who represents Jennifer Goodwin, found my reps at home on a Saturday, and got us back our wedding Unbelievable. I would have had those people arrested on suspicion of burglary. <laughs> we sent them flowers instead. We oh, said, that's like, very You're nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I want to show something really quickly because this... Oh, yes. All right. What a great story. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's one of those things you kind of go, wow, even if you wanted to, you could not make that up. Not only that, but Google is is incredible. Oh, dude. <laughs> you can find anyone, anywhere, anything you want on Google. Pretty much, yeah. So... That's a fun thing. We have links to part one and part two of her appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. And the first dog lady has her head underneath her pillow now. She is burrowing. (laughs) I don't know. So anyhow. She apparently is mad because she can't hear what we're saying because she doesn't have the headphones on too. So she's like really frustrated that we're amused by this story or something. I don't know. I've included a link. Um, Jennifer Goodwin did... A it sounds like an appearance for rescue pets. Oh, nice! And so she talks about that as well. Anyhow, we will move on. I want to thank Ro for a couple of really great blog posts. Great posts, and the first one is about who wrote Henry's book. Yeah, and so she's listed out a couple of um, possible writers of the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you want to check it out, it's once upon a time podcast.com slash Henry's book, all one word. So please go check that out. It's a great blog post. And what's nice is if you read all the possible writers, then you can also leave your opinion on who you think wrote the book. Yep. Maybe Adam and Eddie. I don't know. Maybe they wrote the book. <laughs> they were there. No, no. We're talking about on the show now, people. Okay. Also... There's a fun, a fun. There's a fun blog post. I took a nap. I'm. It's like I've been out drinking, and I really haven't. Not been. even. So there's also a great blog post about the O U A T A B Cs, and so this was a game I tried to play on Twitter and and Facebook, and it didn't really work well. I know it's going to work good now. Okay. So all the letters of the alphabet, you pick something from the Once Upon a Time television show. Okay. Make it family-friendly, people. Yep. But pick an ABC. Anyway, and so you look down on the comments, and you'll see the next open letter. And then you can put in whatever that is. Gotcha. So that's been started. Once we hit Z, you can start over again. So that is at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash O-U-A-T-A-B-C-S. All one word. Okay. Okay. All right. And this is very exciting. I get great emails all the time. 
You know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have great listeners. I get great emails. This email was very, very interesting. From a guy named Dan, a gentleman named Dan. Sorry, okay. Dan. He's a gentleman. Okay. He is um, owner of the EpicFamilyDecals.com site. Okay. He makes decals for cars. Nice. He makes fantastic decals for cars of all kinds of different... If you're a Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're a Thor fan, if you're a Despicable Me fan, all kinds of different genres and fandom and all that kind of thing. Do you know what else he likes? Um, Let me guess... Uh... Could it possibly be Once Upon a Time? It is Once Upon a Time. And first, I want to give you the main link to get to his site. Okay. That is onceuponatimepodcast.com slash epicfamilydecals, all one word. That's how to get to the main site. There's a lot of really great stuff to look at, to check out, and I really recommend you do that. But. I have been talking to Dan, and there are a couple of really specific shipper decals. Nice. So I want to know. We have a lot of different folks listening to this podcast. It's cool. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. that. And so we're going to give a couple of ships some special um, links to those decals so that you can purchase them. Nice. And if you keep listening... You may save some money. Ooh. So, first thing, Captain Swan fans, here is your link to get a Captain Swan hashtag decal. It's onceuponatimepodcast.com slash Captain Swan decal. That's where you would go. If you are a Swan Queen shipper, go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash Swan Queen decal. If you are a Rumbell shipper, go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash Rumbell decal. And if you are a Swan Fire shipper, Swan Fire Forever, I know you all are out there. Yep. Onceuponatimepodcast.com slash Swan Fire decal. And we will be in contact with Dan. He'll let us know if there's new things along the line. There's an I Love Storybrook one as well. And so we'll keep you up on what's going on. But I wanted to give you all the links. But before I move on, I'm going to give you one of those Steve Steve Jobs. But wait, there's more. If you use the promo code O-U-A-T podcast, you will get 15% off an entire order. Nice. So go there, go to Dan's decal, check it out, and don't forget to use the promo code O-U-A-T podcast. You'll get 15% off your entire order. Nice. I, it's an Etsy shop. I love Etsy. It's an entrepreneur. I love that kind of stuff. Thank you, Dan, so much for contacting us, and he's a listener of this podcast, and we really appreciate that. And also, he's working on something special for us, too. Nice. And if people like it, he may offer it for 
our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we will <clears throat> be telling you more about that. So thanks so much, Dan. We really appreciate it. <clears throat> Love it. And oh, this one note is driving me out of my mind. Well, you know, it is one note. Man. All right. So also I want to talk about, you know, I love writers and I love creative people. And Bill Meeks and Anne Marie were so great to have us on their their round table not too long ago. That was a lot of fun. Bill Meeks is a writer as well as a podcast host for Greetings from Storybrooke. And he has supplied us with five free downloads of uh, audible downloads of his book dog boy danger on liberty pier Mm -hmm. it's a mystery and it involves dog boy aka bronson black and he's a cultist city 13 year old superhero and what he does is he he is going to crack this murder that Mm -hmm. that he has found okay and it's all it's very similar to Once Upon a Time in that link to his past and mm, all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if you love those type of mystery stories, yeah. superhero, written by Bill, a local guy, you know what I mean? One of us, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time podcasters, send me an email, please. And in the subject line, I want you to put Dog Boy, D-O-G-B-O-Y. And I will give the first five people that send me that the information and the promo code to unlock your free audiobook for Bill. And I want to thank Bill so much, mm-hmm. not only for being cool and kind and letting us come on the roundtable, but also for offering uh, these to our listeners. I want to thank him for that. So anyway, send your email. If you love that kind of thing, please do. First five only, though. Just five. So the sixth one and the rest, I'm going to have to say I'm sorry. It's already done. Right. All righty. So we shall move on to this. This here be the social media squawks. And that includes comments on the blog as well. Just saying. So Quartermaster Wanforth says it's been a little quiet. Mm. And, you know, I notice that when there's revelations on the show, right. it's quieter. A little bit, yeah. So. Well, yeah, because then week. there's no speculation. Right. Well, right. there's not as much speculation. And there's not as much to really kind of hash out because, well, you already have the answer. So, Gabriel, on the blog at once, onceuponatimepodcast.com, mm-hmm. said... That he felt that the book, Henry's book, was written by the Blue Fairy. Okay. And he said, because if I remember correctly, at one point in season two, she said that she and the fairies had some last minute preparations. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And a lot of people have kind of wondered what that was. Hmm. Interesting. So, anyhow. what else? You know what else? I think, you know what I think we need to do? We need to go back to the first season. Hmm? And watch the episodes where he thumbs through the book. Yes. Because I believe I recall seeing flying monkeys in that book. Yeah, there was. I can vouch for that. Okay. Yes. That book was written by somebody in the future. I think Henry wrote it in the future for himself. Uh, Okay. 
Possibly. Well, possibly. Grown-up Henry wrote it for himself. All right. I don't know. It's it's I just kind of because the flying monkey piece didn't happen before he got the book. Right. It happened after all this other stuff. So okay. somebody has right. gone into the future and has written this whole history in the future. Blue Fairy might have known too. Maybe, but and anyhow. that's a very real possibility. I, so, I'm not discounting that yeah, as a possibility, yeah, yeah. but wouldn't that be kind of a funky, weird twist if it's Henry who wrote the book for himself? That's true. To help his mom and to help him remember. Yep. But but my a little bit of my money goes on what Gabriel's saying. I think the Blue Fairy, because she, she definitely knows a lot more than yeah. she's really saying. Yeah. And we haven't seen her much. We have not. After she came back from the dead. I know. <laughs> you know. We would think anyway. So yeah, one thing really quick. Thanks again, Gabriel, for dropping oh, yeah. by the uh, blog and giving us your comment there. We appreciate that. Yeah, we've been watching Breaking Bad. Yes, we have been. And it was really interesting seeing uh, Giancarlo in Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, mm-hmm. in another yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. Very it's similar, but not. Uh, he he had oh. a very very yeah. different, very yeah, yeah, different yeah. role, yeah. So, me. it was very interesting seeing him there. Hi, Captain. I see some email coming our way. We have an email from Alina. Thank you so much for that. And she included in that email is, if Cora would have been honest... With Prince Leopold, I believe he would have still married her and claimed the baby as his own. Uh, if he gave her the opportunity to tell the truth and she didn't. So, you know, possibly he could have he could have dealt with it. Possibly. But because she lied or and that left the out case, the truth. Right, right. And, yeah. the, and, and that being the case, neither Snow nor Regina would be born. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's interesting about... Nor Emma or Henry. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about, I think, in last... When we when we recorded the episode, First mm-hmm. Thoughts. We were talking about that a little bit. We were all, we've been talking about that for a while, actually. So sometimes the hardest road is the best road. Because if if you would have taken an, taken an easy turn, a lot of things would not have happened. You know, it's kind of like life. If I would have married this person or not married this person right. or did this or that, just your life would be totally The funny different. thing is, is that, yeah, things that are difficult are not fun to go through. I'll be the first to admit that. I don't like to do, go through difficult things. But I do know that going through difficult things makes the path I'm on better. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard, tough lesson, but... Yeah, it's hard to get right. to that position and that point where you actually accept that. And, you know, it's okay to not like going through difficult things and not wanting to go through difficult things. But I think once you realize that the difficult things will bring actually better things for you in the long run. Yep. Um, is definitely, uh, it's an interesting conclusion once you get to it. We got an email from Brad. It says, hello, Jeff and Colleen. I hope you both had an awesome time at WonderCon. Yes, there were some missed opportunities, and I won't go into those right now, but next time. Yep. It sounded like it was a lot of fun, and it was. It was really cool. It was an eye-opening experience, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> we won't go into that, but this is, <laughs> yeah, it was eye opening. It was great to see Marilyn. I, I, yeah. I, I want to say that again. You know, there, there's something. Sometimes we do this podcast, and you know, like I said, we've got emails from all over the world and different people and pilots and people in buses and trains and that listen. But it's really nice to actually meet people. Yeah. That listen. Yeah. And and you know, Marilyn, it is so wonderful to hang with her. Yeah. And and it's just it's really, really cool. So Yeah, she's a very nice lady. I like her. Anyhow, but um We actually met a couple of other girls that aren't listeners up to this point, but maybe they will be now. And so we wanted to say yeah, hello true. to right. the girls that we met. Um Carrie was one I didn't catch the other one's name actually. I racked my brain. I don't recall hearing her name, so I'm okay. not sure. But um, Carrie and your friend. Yes. And they were lovely ladies. And Absolutely. I had a nice time talking with them afterwards. And we were theorizing on a few things and talking through, you know, timeline stuff and how it's crazy family tree. Oh, yeah. It was it was a good time. And Marilyn was with us, too, actually. It was kind of fun. Yeah. And we looked over and there were folks on the right section up mm-hmm. toward the front that had great Regina costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, snow. Oh, yeah, you know, forest costume. Yes, and uh, in red. white, the white, the white snow, the white, yes, white quilted jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love that yeah. costume and red, mm, red in her yeah, red yeah, cloak. Yeah. Okay, and I actually took a picture of them. I should have. We'll have that. to. Yeah. We'll have to put that up. Yeah, I totally forgot to send that to you, so I'll have to do that. So I, I do. I'm sorry. I'm. It. it we're here. I'm sorry, Brad, to, to railroad oh, yeah. your your email, but I do want to say we are doing a lot now to really spread the word out for this podcast, and all kinds of different things are in in process, yes. and we want to welcome every new listener that's listening to us mm-hmm. now. And whether you're a knitter or a Star Wars fan or a Sherlock Holmes fan or, yeah. you know, whatever your other interest is, however you got here, we welcome you here. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, we just want to continue to spread the word. So anyway, just thinking about WonderCon, all the people that are, uh, you know, doing the fan things, the cosplay and just fantastic stuff. Yeah. So I want to welcome everyone all right let's go back to brad's email sorry again brad all right here are the 10 things i learned from the episode bleeding through number one bookworms have teeth (laughs) yes they do well bell for sure does yes she does uh number two rule of thumb always question the beverage during a seance i would say that is a very good (laughs) very good idea very wise yes very wise you just never know you. <laughs> well, especially if Regina's holding the seance. Not because she's evil, because she's going to need to use something that's probably not something you want to well, drink. I, I do love the fact that, you know, a poison is used for a seance that you're you're drumming up, you know, dead people to come back. Yeah. And yet you can have something that will kill you. Right. So it's very... It's a, <laughs> Yeah. It's a I wonder who wrote that instruction manual. Instruction I, yeah, manual for a séance. I don't know, but like I said, I mean, so. you'd think Charming would be a little nervous about drinking tea after the incident with Zelina. But I, like I don't think he put two and two together. Earl, I have I rarely t- uh, tasted Earl Grey. My mom, my mother loved Constant Comet mm-hmm. tea. Yeah. But I believe that's Bigelow. I believe it is as well. 
Anyway, and we we will continue. Sorry, Brad. I keep <laughs> I keep doing this. Sorry, Brad. All right. So number three, talking to the dead sounds an awful lot like Clue. The murderer was Snow with the magic candle in the in gold shop. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. It, it it is it is true. Yeah. Yeah, Colonel Mustard in the yeah. Yeah, the rabbits are running rampant tonight. Apparently, that's true. Uh, number four, Prince Leopold was definitely not a Boy Scout. No, Mm-mm. he nope. could not, and he wouldn't make it on Survivor either. By the way, no. can you imagine? Oh well, but again, he's a prince. He doesn't need to well. be able to do that stuff. That's what he has people for. Yeah. Number five, Regina has a creepy spindle room. Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, okay. Well, well it's an empty room. It's an empty I mean, room. She said no one ever goes in there. Right. It's a creepy, yeah. empty room. But right. was a spindle there or was that Cora brought Oh, no, no, her? no. But I mean, it's perfect for a yeah, spindle. I think that's is. what he's okay. saying. All right. So there's nothing else in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, ghost abuse is a serious issue. Yeah. That ghost was cr- knocking people around. and She was pretty kind of pissy. Man. Uh, number seven, Granny is, glo- is going global. Granny's is going global. Sorry, I can't even read that right. Anyway, that's oh, true. That's Granny's is the place to go. Granny's to go. Always. And, and you know, Emma will be the best server at the place. Oh, dude. Yeah. She will be. Number eight, never tamper with a man's hook without his permission. Well, that goes without saying, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because it's Emma. You would think he'd be like, you can do anything you want with my hook. Well, that's pretty good magic because it wasn't just taking something from one place to another. It was unlocking it from the base right, and then moving it. Right. You know, that's a lot. Yeah. Emma would be a good Jedi. She would. You know, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Star Wars podcasts lately. Coffee with Kenobi. Mm, Skywalking through Neverland. Okay. You know, Emma would make a great Jedi. She could open doors like Obi-Wan. She probably can, yeah. She'd be great. (laughs) All right. Number nine. Cora and Malcolm, Peter Pan, deserve each other. You know what they kind of do, actually. That's true. Number 10, the placenta ain't afraid of no ghost. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I only read it. (laughs) That's not the town, folks. Anyway. That's funny. There is no town of placenta. At least not. Placentia. Placentia, which is different and not the same thing and not spelled even the same way. I know. Is everybody still out there with us? Are you still today, listening? T- today, today's recording is a really wackadoodle recording. I'm yeah. just going to be honest with you. We, yeah. All right. So now observations. And one note's driving me crazy. All right. So when Rumpelstiltskin made the curse, he didn't care who he manipulated or hurt in the process. His happiness was the only thing that mattered. Now that Bay has given his life so that everyone could be saved... His father has changed how he looks at things. In the episode Going Home, he tells Belle he's not dead, he's just lost. Zelina tries to get him to this point again, telling him his son is merely lost. But Rumpel respects and understands Bay's sacrifice enough now to say, my son is not lost, he's dead. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's really, yeah. Yeah. 
a different point for sure. Yep. I will continue. I I didn't get Regina's Liberace comment to Bell until I looked it up. It appears that Liberace pretty much always had a candle. We are so old. We honey. are so oh old. Oh my god, we're so old. We are old. Holy smoke. Yeah. Holy old. smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yes, yes. And as Does you correctly no- say this, mm. what? Does every what? Does everybody know that TV used to be black and white and <laughs> used to be live back in the like really live back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and and boy. does everybody also know that at I want to say 10 p.m., maybe even 11 p.m., TV yeah, went right. off the air. There was nothing. It was like salt and pepper dun, fight dun, on dun, the dun, air, dun, and I, dun, 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 yep. Dun, and they dun, ended ever. They ended the the daily broadcast with. You know, playing, you know, the uh, pl- Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. They had like a quote from uh, one of the astronauts. And I think they they probably didn't end with the Lord's Prayer, but it's like, can't you do no. something else? I mean, it was like it was a big deal <laughs> when TV was on 24 seven. That was like a huge deal. And back in the day, you didn't get, you know, there were what, 10 channels, maybe. Right. If that. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no cable. There was no such thing as cable. And there was no remotes even. You had to get up and walk across the I room. I was the remote. I was the remote too. Get up and turn that channel. And and you didn't have not cable. Snow. You had antenna yes. that you placed on the top of the TV. And sometimes the TV would, the, the picture would scroll. Uh. And if you'd go over and just hit the top of the TV, just hit it, just smack it really hard, yeah. it would stop scrolling. Yeah, I know. And All then right. sometimes you had to put this, foil on the antenna. Yeah. Or hold it. Or hold okay, it. Okay. So, so oh, yeah. this this poor email, we're, we're going to take like three hours. I to know, read this I know. Thing. Well, rabbit I'm sorry, tra- I'm Brian. sorry. The rabbit trails were running. We keep chasing now, these listen, rabbits. Now, listen, listen. I'm going to be very clear. No disrespect no, to not Brad. No, not at all. all. No, none at all. And more disrespect to us because <laughs> we are so old. We remember all this stuff. I feel like I should be like. In a Geritol commercial. Well, there's another old thing see, that nobody will understand. Yeah, yeah. Even I dated when we were. Yeah. Anyway. So. <sighs> okay. So let me let me continue. So it appears that it appears, <laughs> poor guy, it appears that Liberace pretty much always had a candelabra on or near his piano while playing. Yes. And, and you watch a Bugs Bunny cartoon that had that kind of stuff on there, too. Right. And that was, a, yeah. <laughs> Behind the Candelabra, My Life with Liberace was a memoir written by Scott Thorson in 1988. It, also made, it was also made into a full-length movie in 2013. Yes. This should help anyone who has heard of Liberace but didn't know anything about him like oh. myself. So I just... I, I know. Okay. <sighs> a quick... All right. A quick story. My my grandmother had a, I believe it was a square square grand piano or a, it was a grand piano. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to donate it to a my museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Liberace Museum in Las Vegas took it because it was, it wasn't in perfect condition, but right. it was a really beautiful piano. Baby grand. And so I believe they sent somebody out to take a look at it. And they took the piano to Is the museum. Grandma Josephine? Yes. <gasps> Serious? Yep. yep. Wow. In San Bernardino. I love so Grandma that's Josephine. my that's my connection to Liberace. Wow. Anyway, again, yeah. just longer and longer and more rabbit trails. It's a great email. <laughs> There's like <laughs> fifty jump off points. Okay. 
Uh, anyway, uh, I will continue. Back in while the in the tavern, uh, in the Once Upon a Time episode, while in the tavern, a man says, give us a dance, Lassie. And Cora responds with, let it go, Charlie. Is this a Frozen and Lost reference merged together? Frost, perhaps. <laughs> Frost. That's funny. <laughs> that is pretty that funny. That is funny. Frozen and, and lost. lost. Frost. Yeah, I get that. But I'm trying to get the Frozen connection. And I've seen Frozen like too many times to... Well, dance. Ice dancing. Oh, maybe. Give us a dance. Lassie. I don't know. All right. Uh, give it a rest, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give us a dance. And, and let it go, Charlie. Let, let it, it go. go. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> let it go, Charlie. Charlie. There you go. All right. All right. Now I'm all right. It just took me. See, I've been chasing the rabbit so see, long. See, I took the I, nap and you did not. I know. And I'm I a know. little more on and you're yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I'm anyway. Because I'm trying not to lose the thought in my head, but keep going. We are not going to record this. Please don't rate this one on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, no, please. Please, please don't. don't. This is we're a little off here. Uh, Regina has a dagger just sitting on a table in her living room. I know that's where I always keep my weaponry. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Depends on the type of weapon it is. I know people who have had swords, you know, samurai swords and other things on their wall, but they're not like real and stuff. So yeah. I don't know, maybe, it, but with her, I'm sure it's real. All right. Uh, Snow said that Cora didn't have a chance in giving up Zelina, but this just isn't true. She could have raised Zelina, but would have done it as a Miller's daughter. The only thing she cared about was power and that, and what was best for her. She propositioned herself to anyone with royalty. She didn't love Jonathan. She only wanted his status. This is totally opposite of Regina falling in love with the stable boy. Cora's love for power was so great that she was willing to give up a helpless baby. I found myself more angry with her than having any type of Sympathy. So. High five. Yeah. And here's what I was actually like, and I'm going to tie this in because this ties in very nicely with his comment, is that I was thinking about why did Ghost Cora try mm-hmm. so hard to get to Snow? Yep. And originally I thought, well, maybe she figured she could communicate through Snow better or she could... No. You know what I believe her whole motivation was in giving it to Snow? Was to throw in Snow's face, wonderful, good, lovely Snow... How horrible her mother had been. Mm, yeah. It was a slap in the face to Snow for killing her. Guess what? You have this perfect image of your mama. Not anymore, you don't. Yeah. <coughs> and that was what I wanted to bring up. Well, it's... it's so it, again, I felt like he did. It, I have zero sympathy for Cora. I, I'm thrilled she's not alive anymore because I think she's a horrible person. Well, the interesting thing, too, is that... It's like we talked about before, when there is a antagonist in a story, yep. it's never just that they were born that way or so, something happened, right? Right, right. And whether it was upbringing or something, and but, we, we, we find the why. Okay, so. but in this case, I mean, Cora doesn't want to spend her, the rest of her life as a Miller's daughter. Okay, I understand she wants to do something better for herself. But the means that she uses to go about doing that are horrific. Right. She's ha- she had other choices, and she just decided that nope, this is the way I'm going to do this. And it it was true. She's truly one of the most selfish people I've ever seen in my life. Yep. 
And it's very passive aggressive selfishness. That's what makes her even worse than, you know, that's why Zelina is definitely her daughter. All right. Uh, I will continue. I was thinking about the Miller's daughter episode and how absurd it was for Cora to tell King Xavier that she could turn straw into gold. It always seemed like an off-the-wall thing to suggest she could do. Now we see that Jonathan actually told her, I will turn this straw into gold mm-hmm. when talking about the straw ring. So this must be where she got the idea. It also tells us that this is pre-rumple for the timeline. Now this makes mu- this makes much more sense. Yep. Right, right. Friar Tuck made an appearance in this episode. I'm sure he we've seen him before, but I don't remember him being pointed out anyway. Not by name. Yeah. But yeah. David says he prefers Earl Grey tea, but what exactly is that? I'm not really a tea drinker, so I had to look it up. What I've read is that Earl, the Earl Grey tea is one of the most popular teas in the West. Now, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was constant comment guy from the <laughs> home um and it is likely the most popular flavored tea in the world it is a black tea with a bold citrusy flavor well now i'm hungry again i may i may have to give a copy coffee one day and actually try this tea instead but just make sure there's no poison or anything in it right right just make sure earl gray is all right i would wager that in more populous tea drinking countries, Earl Grey's actually, it might be in some countries, but I would say in, some, in others, it's probably not as popular. I, But here in America, oh, most definitely. Yeah, I, I traded, uh, well, I, I used to drink coffee a lot. Now I just drink green tea with mint or something. So there's that. When Regina threw the dagger at Zelina, she disappeared just like Regina did when David threw his sword mm-hmm. during the wedding. It must be a rumple trick. True. Good very, point. very, totally very true. That. Next week, we will find out who cast the curse. This complicates things because I thought this answer was obvious. It looks as though it's more complicated than I thought. Burning questions. Who told Cora, act like what you plan to be? Did this person start her down a path of power over love? Hmm. Don't know. I mean, the first person I think about, but it was before she met him, would be Rumple. I mean, right. that would be a Rumple thing. It would be, yeah. It's all about uh, style, flourish. If, so. Yeah. yeah I, mm. But then I would say for him, it's take what you want. Because right. he's always, right. that's always him. But do it with finesse. Right. Whereas act like who you want to be is actually, I wonder if that came from her mother. I mean, it was kind of like the, the clear slippers that she gave Cinderella, you know, some, what did he, I can't remember what he called it, but it was something like, this is a important detail. So, Oh, I going, memorable detail to make yeah. the story memorable. Yeah. You need a det- you need a memorable or yeah you need a something detailed to make the story memorable. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what's tough about not having all my notes for any possible answer. I just I can't. I remember. know we'll have to go back and watch. That all right. Episode. So, what door did Emma and David come through if it had been sealed? The window. Good question. Well, 
that's the thing. Was it really, though? I mean, we saw the doorway disappear. See, and that I still am kind Maybe of. Maybe it was only sealed in from that. the inside, and that's what I'm, I'm. I'm not sure I understand that either. I think that's how Cora got in, and that's how she ended up in there, and that's why. Maybe when the portal got opened up again, that's what when because Regina was in the middle of sending her mother away or back to the underworld when David and Hook and Emma came through. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking that once she opened that up again, that opened up the door. For sure, for sure, Cora wanted to keep the rest of the people out. Oh, absolutely. And that's, absolutely. And, that's, and she did that well. So, and, and it was interesting that they never really wanted to leave. Otherwise, they would have said, where's the door? Right. We're trapped. Right. But that, that never, anyway, yeah, never. interesting. Anyway. Did Zelina, as a baby, produce the tornado that took her to Oz? This is a popular question. Hmm. It's been asked a number of times and places. And it, it could be. I was kind of shocked at a baby that had magic right out of the gate. Yeah. Because normally we've seen people that gained magic knowledge. And, okay, so let's say Emma was magical. She had to be taught. Regina, magical. She had to be taught. You know, I don't know. Well, well, I like I said, I'm wondering because the fact that the the tornado came from the sky downward and kind of went down that way, I still wonder if that wasn't part of the portal that Bay went through when Rumble Possibly, let him go. Yeah. And that yeah. If that's the case, then is it possible because that was a magic portal because Zelina was caught up in it and infused her with magical abilities? You know, because as the baby, mm-hmm. she was probably a normal baby, but then was Wash Walsh and or the Wizard of Oz involved somehow? Maybe. You know, I've always said that someone back, 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 back is like overall pulling all the strings. Mm. We thought it was Rumple, but then we keep seeing other people with pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. And I don't believe it was his father. Because nope. his father really didn't care much for that kind of a thing. No. So. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, Brad, for that email. And sorry we took many, many trips <laughs> all over the world. Rabbit trails. Rabbit with trails that. Rabbit trails. And we will do this here. And here we go. Hello, this is Don Juanito, and these are the voicemails. And I just played that with my feet. There's many things I love about this podcast, but I can assure you the boiled peas isn't one of them. Hello, dolls. This is Brad with my thoughts on Bleeding Through. First up, that was some fantastic acting from my little man, Roland. He had to act as though he was getting pulled by magic, pushed into the ground, animal shot with an arrow. His cries out to his father were believable and sincere. I have seen so many kids that can't act, so seeing one this small do such a great job with no visible props had me really impressed. 
Why couldn't we have had someone like him play Anakin Skywalker as a boy? Boom! That's right, I said it. Speaking of Roland, when Regina was not angry that her heart was taken, but was more concerned about everyone's safety, showed a side of Regina that I'm not used to seeing yet. She tells Robin that nothing's worth the loss of a child. And it made me think of Ebenezer Scrooge and how mean and selfish he was until he had his miraculous change. When I see a change like the one in Regina, it gives me hope that the people I know still have a chance. Everyone needs to feel loved and be a part of something. But in order to do this, they have to realize that the only one standing in their way of redemption is themselves. Although I do enjoy a good villain, when they turn away from their evil ways and try to do the right thing, I connect with them on a level that I cannot explain. Whenever there is a choice of redemption versus evil, I will choose redemption every single time, because I don't feel anyone truly wants to be evil. They just think that there is no other way. That is why it is imperative that we don't give up on people, but instead continue to have hope that they will one day find their way back. The writing in this episode was excellent. To hear Belle say to Regina, why would I help you, and then go into their history of how she was treated was realistic and made Belle feel real. When a show doesn't forget about what they've done in the past, but instead takes it and expands on it, they give it a richer and fuller overall experience. And Regina apologizing showed great humility and growth. When this show focuses on dialogue and how characters feel is when it's at its strongest. Sure, dragons, tornadoes, and flying monkeys are entertaining, but sometimes we just want to hear a character speak from their heart. The death of Korra and the past that Regina and Snow shared was a discussion we've all been waiting for. There has always been such hatred towards Snow, and it's why Regina cast the curse in the first place. To see Regina actually have a heartfelt talk with Snow and let her in was the final turning point for her. To understand each other's past and see how both of their mothers made selfish decisions to benefit themselves gave them a new understanding and appreciation for each other. It was one of the strongest scenes I have ever watched on this show, and its message was even stronger, and that is, who you were in the past is not who you have to be today. Anyone can change. I wish more shows shared this amazing message. Until we sail again, mates, this is Brad shoving off. Thank you so much, Brad, for that. Great, great. Insight. And, and those are yeah, those are things that I enjoy as well. There there's something interesting about a good person mm-hmm. being bad. Mm-hmm. And there is maybe an excitement or you know, living on the edge or or whatever. But then there's also the opposite when right. a quote unquote bad character turns good. And we've seen the repercussions of that. Yeah where no one trusts Regina when she's actually trying to be good or hook or anyone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're really trying to make good choices right. after making bad choices. Right. But people still look at them like, no, you're the evil queen. No, you're the pirate. No, you're the dark one. No, you're, you're this and that. And when they do, you know, I, I, it, it's tough, but I mean, we do have to cut, people slack there is a you i agree with you and it is a difficult thing to do because again when you've been burned more than once by somebody it's really tough to kind of you know accept that they can and have changed it's it's really it's it's a tough tough thing 
But I think it's important to remember, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Right. And it's better to, you know, at least give somebody the benefit of the doubt than to always believe the worst. Yep. So. I love this show. I I, I really do. It gives you great opportunity to talk about things that mm-hmm. are practical and important. Yep. So thanks again, Brad, for that. And I do want to say, please, if you have not rated us on iTunes, mm-hmm. or reviewed us on iTunes, hopefully you're in a good mood to do a good review with a five-star rating. Oh, my gosh. That's a perfect time to do it. You can go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash iTunes to do that on iTunes. If you want to subscribe with iTunes, use the previous one I just gave you. But if you want to subscribe with RSS, you can go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash RSS. So you can do that as well. Nice. I've noticed... A jump in subscriptions. That's great. And folks looking on the RSS feed. So that's exciting. And again, we want to just spread the word, get more folks listening to us, trying us out. We're kind of like free cookies. Yes. We're a bakery and we're just saying, try a cookie. Just just try it. Mm -hmm. You can listen. Yep. And, you know, if they like it, they'll come back. If not, say, we'll pass a cookie on to somebody else that Mm -hmm. you think would like it. Yeah. So... That's how we'll do this. Yep. Hey, hey, before we go, yes, I just realized something because I had to look it up because I think it was kind of interesting. Um, we have a connection to Prince Leopold. Okay. I, the actor who played him, Eric Lang, has been in a couple of shows with some people we know. Okay. Specifically, one show. Lost? No. Okay. Well, he might have been in Lost, too. But he was in iCarly. Oh, wow. Okay. He was in iCarly with our nephew. Oh, okay. So that's kind of cool. We have a little bit of a connection, a pretty direct connection to Prince Leopold. Well, I think if we're talking about the same person. He played uh, Rodzinski in Lost. I believe so, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, so we have now a connection to Lost as well. How cool is that? Yes, indeed. Six degrees of Jeff, and, Jeff, yeah. and, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Right. Right, so uh, thanks everyone for listening. I want to send big love out to everybody. And if you don't know what that means, I mean, besides being a wonderful show, uh, it means that love is so big that you can't keep it all yourself. Mm-hmm. So take what you need. And I know that times are tough for a lot of folks. So mm-hmm. take what you need. Uh, we're sending it out. And the rest of it that you don't need, pass on to somebody else. Yeah. And that makes life worth living. And there's also going to be a little link when you go to the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 222 that says tweet this. I'm trying to make it easy for you to tweet while you listen. If you click on that little graphic, it'll open up that tweet in your Twitter. And you can tweet that because it says, hi, I'm listening to the Bleeding Through main show and it gives a link so that other people can listen to it, too. So trying to make it easy. And that's where that is. So that's fantastic. If you shop on Amazon, you can go to store.onceuponatimepodcast.com. If you make any purchases in Amazon, which 
we know everybody does. We get a small percentage of that. That really helps us with this podcast, and we appreciate that as well. That's it. Take care, guys. And tomorrow we have a curious thing. Yay! What is curiouser and curiouser? So thanks so much for listening, guys, and come back for first thoughts. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's Own Media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With me, good eye, of course. <laughs> <laughs>